Hi, I'm Joe Ciarella Sweetman. This is a podcast for creatives, entrepreneurs, adventurers, and travelers. Living life in an exciting way, where remarkable women living off the beaten path share their stories of resilience, courage, and hope. Check it out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. I believe you are the creator of your life. Don't you deserve to overcome your childhood trauma and take back control of your life? I know how painful it can be to feel disconnected from yourself, your friends, family, and the world. I would like to introduce you to the Illuminate Your Life membership. I help ambitious women dealing with childhood trauma and stressors to feel confidence in their own skin so that they can live life more fearlessly, with less anxiety, and move out of their comfort zone to embody the commitment of healing and love they've made to themselves. I do this by taking you through proven techniques and practices to connect with your body on a deeper level. Are you ready to feel connected to yourself and others? Feel compassion for yourself. Let go of self-judgment and start showing appreciation. Learn to deal with your anxiety and feel connected. You're in luck. In a couple months, I'll be launching the Eliminate Your Life membership. This tribe will have determined, motivated, passionate women who want to better their state of mind, learn how to deal with their past traumas, and see and evaluate how it shows up for them. No more fake it till you make it in this community. We will practice it until we embody it. Join the waitlist today at backroadscoaching.com slash illuminateyourlife By signing up today, you will get more information and a free audio centering practice to start connecting with your higher self today. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Backroads Podcast, where we talk about living life fearlessly off the beaten path. Today on the show, we have Jade Olivia. I'm so excited to have Jade here with us. She is a retired professional dancer and cheerleader with a passion for literally cheering people on, not just crowds at sports and events, but people in all walks of life who could use a little encouragement. Welcome, Jade. Hi, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. (laughs) Yes, please tell us more about you. Oh my gosh, I have such a random uh, and eclectic, both personal and professional past. I I could literally jump anywhere, but I think the most relevant things that uh, about me that are um, kind of applicable to this interview is that I um, very much like you, Josie, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a very like live vivacious spirit where I just I love like jumping around and as you said I love to cheer people on it's kind of my thing and I've in, even turned it into a a, a, prof, a profession <laughs> I created a business solely based on cheering people on and so that's really been really exciting for me um, I also do uh, marketing automation consulting so I'm certified I'm a certified Infusionsoft consultant, and for those of you who are not familiar with that, it's pretty much any, um, it's like a CRM where you, it's like a database of your contacts and their contact information, stuff like that, but it's also linked to a really powerful campaign builder, so basically any sort of if this, then that type logic, you know, if you if you have a new lead and you want to send them an email with their free download and then email them four days later, but if they live here, send them that, and if they have already been a customer, do this, so all of that stuff where you've ever entered in your email address and or texted a code word or anything like that, anything you saw after that was predetermined on a platform such as Infusionsoft. So I do have a pretty nerdy side as well. I really enjoy the automation side of marketing and I like to build websites. So kind of I have, I have a personal, you know, a personal front about me with like my spirit, my energy, and then I also have a nerdy front about me where I really like the technology to make things happen so you can scale yourself and have a bigger impact. Yes, and that is the best of both worlds to be so well-rounded. That is amazing. And I don't know much about infusing soft myself. I have definitely been dabbling in it and trying to figure it out myself so I know that is something that you can definitely help people with Mm -hmm. so if there is like one thing that people can do with like setting up their like first automation what Mm -hmm. would you say would be the easiest (laughs) way for them to do that yeah great question Uh, I think a really great way to explain that is consider you know a restaurant experience you know mimic what you would want to do in person you know, don't consider automation to be an impersonable robot. Consider it a way to 
take what you would do person to person anyway, and then multiply that. So it's scalable. So like for a restaurant, for example, you come in and someone says, where would you like to seat? Do you want to sit, you know, at a booth or a table, you know, offer them options right off the bat, be yourself, you know, waiters and waitresses have personalities, they get bigger tips when they're more, you know, authentic to themselves. And then when you sit down, what does the waiter or waitress do? They say, these are our specials today. These are the things that I recommend. What do you like? And then based on the conversation you have with the, with the waiter, then they can make, you know, great recommendations and serve you better. And just think about the kind of phenomenal, rest, the best restaurant experience you've ever had. That can be done with automation with your own voice. So I would just I say be true that. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that is a beautiful way to explain it. Keep it human. Because mm -hmm. I think when we get behind the computer sometimes, it's so easy for us to get robotic. It's yeah. like not even intentional. Like yeah. even writing an email, you have to sound all professionals. You have to put the perfect comma, like mm -hmm. all those things. And it's nice to remember to just keep it human. Mm -hmm. Be you, even though you're behind the computer. So that was a great way to explain it. So thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. Yes. So you were also talking about the business that you're currently starting based on cheering people on. Please tell us more about that. Oh, yeah. This is a super fun story. So uh, Josie and I actually met. We met at a conference for people who have memberships. So, you know, I'm sure if you're listening, you know a lot about Josie and how wonderful she is. And she has a membership and a coaching program. And she was going to that event to obviously learn how to build her business better. But for me, I was actually going on behalf of a friend, just a, a, a client of mine who has a membership. And, you know, as a freelancer, he pays me to help him manage his membership. So I don't own it. I was just there to support him. So where this all ties in together is, as I mentioned, I've been doing marketing automation consulting. I kind of, you know, took the leap when COVID happened. I knew a lot of people needed help online considering everyone was being forced to be more online than normal. So it was a really great time for me to, to make the leap. And for the last six to eight months, I've been doing this consulting and enjoying it, but finding that I was losing touch with my uh, my personality, you know, in my previous jobs where I was an employee, not a, an entrepreneur, I got put in a lot of um, customer service roles because I'm very friendly. <laughs> you know, like in college, I worked at Jimmy John's and I never made a sandwich because they just kept me at the at the at the cash register to talk to people. It's just who I am. So now that I was a business owner and helping people kind of execute the the little elements of their marketing and the technology. I was doing a lot more of that nerdy stuff that I enjoy, but I wasn't doing any of the interfacing and the personality piece that I enjoyed. So, you know, bringing the story full circle here, I was attending the conference where I met Josie, lucky me, and um, I was there. And because of my personality, I, I kind of naturally became a ringleader and a voice for the, the Zoom room that we were in. You know, there's 400 people in this small subroom of a 4,000 person conference. And it was really fun to call people out and build relationships, even online. And I started like a Facebook group for all of these people that, that I was meeting and wanted to stay in touch with. And so needless to say, great relationships were forming. So once I felt really comfortable with this group of people who all knew me by name now, I kind of floated the idea. I said, you know, I always wanted to say you're doing great to people. That's kind of my catchphrase for customer service. I just say it all the time. You're doing great. I floated the idea to um, like our Zoom room chat during the conference. And I said, you know, what if I did a you're doing great membership? And literally 15 people said, shut up and take my money. <laughs> so, so I was like, what? And I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to promise and deliver you yet. But a bunch of people were saying that they were enjoying the energy that I provided, even to this like sub Zoom room where I wasn't even an official like leadership role. I just really liked to communicate with people and encourage them. So a bunch of people said, whatever you're doing, I want that. So, <laughs> so I did that. And then here's where it gets even more fun. So that kind of happened on accident and I was building it out and I, people paid. And so the, uh, the only thing I could do at the time was put them into a private Facebook group for paying members and say, okay, hang out here. I promise I'm going to provide value when I figure it out. <laughs> so while I was communicating with these people in my membership, they kept saying on accident, um, I'm really excited about this. It's going to finally provide some accountability. 
And I said, great. And in my head, I was thinking, I didn't promise that, but cool. <laughs> so, so what I was able to do was, you know, use my personality. I created a membership called You're Doing Great. And I can encourage people and communicate with these entrepreneurs. That's my audience. My niche is entrepreneurs because I think they're the most fun, wild, spirited people in the world. Uh, on top of that, I'm able to use my marketing automation skills. So in Infusionsoft, I set up a bunch of these goal-setting campaigns where you pick a goal-setting day of the week and a goal-check-in day of the week. So for example, if you work Monday through Friday, you would do Monday and Friday. So on Monday morning, you get a text, and this is all automated. I don't have to do this manually. So I'm scaling my personality, as I said before. Um, you know, on Monday, you get a text that says, hey, Josie, how are you doing? This is awesome. I'm so excited. Reply to this text. Fill in the blank. I'm going to blank by check-in day. And then Josie might respond and say something like, I want to get five new coaching clients in my program. And then on Friday, you would get a text that says, hey, Josie, I'm so excited to check in with you. I know that you made lots of great progress this week. Were you able to get five new coaching clients? So it's kind of using your own words against you and hold not against in a bad way, but like, you know, keeping you accountable and reminding you that you said you were going to do something, therefore making you more likely to actually do it. Um, so basically the, the, the people that I serve and the problem that I'm solving is that I, as I mentioned, I love entrepreneurs. I think they're some of the most wild and fun and energetic and creative people in the world. But also, they have these two things in common. Number one, they're so creative and fun and excited that there's just too many ideas, too many spinning plates, too many hats to wear, that it's really easy to just get frustrated on the small little tasks in front of you that you actually have to do to achieve your dreams, right? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the other thing is, is that in, in the real world, when you're sitting in your house and you have your family and your friends and whatnot, it's unlikely that every single one of them are entrepreneurs too. You know, everyone has their own thing. And it's it can be kind of lonely and frustrating when you are an entrepreneur and you have all these fun, crazy ideas and you see your, your visions and your dreams are 10 miles ahead of everybody else. It gets kind of lonely when no one else really gets what you're dreaming and envisioning. Um, so I wanted to build a community where entrepreneurs are all saying, I want to change the world. I want to change the world too. Me too. Let's do it together. You're doing great. Yes. <laughs> and that's how it all ties in. It is so amazing. I absolutely love that story. Your spirit is truly amazing. And that is why everything has happened the way it has. I know you say it wasn't total accident, but I think it's just who you are. And you manifested this to happen, and it's an epic story. And I love that we've met this way because you are an amazing spirit, and I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And I love that you chose the word of manifested because I think, I think I've always had this in me and in some subconscious way probably always wanted it. And it wasn't until I was around entrepreneurs. That's why I know that I love them because they all – they all saw it in me too, just like I knew that I had it, but I was never in the right place personally or professionally to say, I can do this and make the leap. And once I was around other people who saw that in me too, it, it was just fireworks, you know? Yes. So beautiful. So community to you is super big. Mm -hmm. Yes. In fact, um, when I do like you know, white papers and speaking and, you know, like here's get your free download of, you know, the you're doing great philosophy. I break it down into two things. I think entrepreneurs, as I said, they have these two problems. They're often kind of crazy and don't have a way to keep themselves accountable and pick to do something and achieve their goals. And then the second thing I said was that they're kind of lonely. They don't really aren't surrounded by their fellow entrepreneurs. So what I did was I boiled down my philosophy into Two, uh, you know, once again, I really like the dichotomy of two. <laughs> so I broke it down into these are the two things that entrepreneurs need to um, be the best that they can be. And number one is their community, as you were saying. And I can, and I broke that down into kind of three subtopics. I think entrepreneurs or people, you know, this is this is not limited to entrepreneurs, but um, you need to find the people who support you, the people who cheer you on, who make you smile, who tell you you're doing great but the kind of people who say that without prompting, <laughs> you know? 
And then the second type of people you need to find is the professional people who are similar to you, but not the same and round out your network. Because um, I don't know if you ever feel this way too, Josie, but have you ever just like someone asked you, they were kind of like a good fit for a client, but not, but not right. And you felt bad saying no. And it just, it didn't sit right though. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, many, many, many. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I think immature people see those other people as like bad competition and kind of have negative attitudes. But if you actually surround yourself by people that round you out, you can safely build, you know, affiliate relationships and referral partners. You know, if you, if there's a life coach that's different than you and someone approaches you and is a great fit, you know that you can trust their business with someone and hopefully, you know, reciprocate that and everyone can grow and make money and serve their audience better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, find your mentors. If you find people who are smarter than you, stick to them. Spend as much time as possible with them. Like glue. You just become a sponge and learn as much as possible. So if those are the three types of people that you can be surrounding yourself all the time, surrounding yourself with all the time, that will just continually make you grow. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Um, Since COVID happened, that is exactly what I've been doing myself is just immersing myself around people that I want to emulate. And I started by doing a made to do this coaching program and found myself in this community of like minded souls that was all about heart centered giving and giving and and being a person who's there to help others and that community just lit my soul on fire oh and I bet that I needed <laughs> to go into business for myself I mean I've been an entrepreneur all my life as a cosmetologist but this is was a total new pivot so having those people saying you can do this we got this and sharing their wins sharing their stories sharing their failures even mm-hmm. was just so epic for all of us because we were able to grow together. So I love that you're speaking to find your community, find your mentor and find people that are not exactly like you so Mm -hmm. that you can be a, create that team that you can bounce ideas off each other. You can refer. So I just love that philosophy. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. You, you tied it together really, really nicely. And what's really nice about that is that, you know, the community piece is really important Uh, But in my opinion, that's half of it because, I mean, I know that you do like a lot of like business coaching too, Josie. So, I mean, it's like if if you have all like the, for lack of a better term, lovey-dovey stuff in place, you still got to be a good business owner. (laughs) You still need to find your way to go. So the other half of it, which I know, again, we should have a lot of this in common. So I think our philosophies really, really jive well together is that the other half of this is your clarity. You know, find your boundaries, decide what you do, decide what you don't do, and be true to yourself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I it's so hard for sensitive people like you and me to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> and then, of course, find your voice. You know, there are there's definitely going to be people that do the same thing that you do, but why do you do it, and why? Would your audience be attracted to you and not the other person? You know, it's so easy to be down on yourself, but when you're really true to yourself, the right people will just, you know, be sucked right in. Oh, yes. And this was a lesson that it took me in my cosmetology business. It took me about six years to actually learn where I would just say yes to people because I, I mean, I can't do it all. I've Mm -hmm. been doing it for long time and so it's hard to like you said it's hard to say no so when you see somebody sit in your chair and you're like okay I'm gonna try my best and I'm gonna do everything I can to make this person happy and Mm -hmm. you do that you try your best and you go above and beyond and they're still miserable sitting in your chair (laughs) but you have this gut feeling the whole time the moment they sat in your chair you have this gut feeling of this is not the person that needs to be sitting in my chair. I'm not the person for this person. Uh-huh. And, but you chose to do it anyway. And so then you're left feeling empty, no matter if you just gave it your all or not. Uh-huh. So it is a good one to learn earlier. <laughs> <laughs> because since then, my business had thrived because I am able to attract my people, the people that love what I do, that see the value in it, that are willing to pay my worth. Uh-huh. And I think that is just a beautiful thing when you are able to have those 
that clarity and that boundary of these are the people I serve and these are the people I absolutely will not serve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, if like when I, I have really, really big curly hair. So if I went to someone who was, who was not good at that, like, or actually on the flip side, when I find someone who can just nail it, I want to tell anybody and everybody about it. So when, yes. when you do the best you can, then your customers become natural promoters. It's like win, yes. win, 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 win. All over the place. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. 100%. So I love that you brought that clarity piece because yes, you could be doing your best, literally giving it your all and somebody is not going to be your ideal person and they're not going to see the value in it. Mm -hmm. And then you could be giving your all to somebody and they, like you said, they're your promoters. They're raving about you. They love you and they come Mm -hmm. back and they spend their money and it's just such a beautiful thing when it works out like that. And the thing is, we have the power to make that happen, but I think sometimes we don't realize it. Oh, totally. It's not a good enough thing. It's good for you thing. And when you're good for you, you're good for them and everybody's happy. So that philosophy that you've come up with, I think is it's spot on. It nails not just entrepreneurs, but people in business. It's mm-hmm. just something that we have to find for ourselves and it's worth searching for and creating for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's it gets deeper, too. I mean, I think that the two final pieces of, of the clarity half is that you have to find your goals in your system. And the reason that those two are so vague is because, you know, this is meant to be for entrepreneurs who just want to be the best that they can be. So, I mean, some people, your goals will not just vary from person to person and industry to industry, but from day to day. You know, we've all had bad days where let's be honest, your goal is going to be, I want to get out of bed today. <laughs> like, and if you can do that, good on you. Like, set your goals. But the problem is, is, and this is why I'm so excited about you're doing great, is because whatever you pick, you still got to do it. So that kind of leads to the last part, the find your system. You know, there's, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, there's just countless tools for countless, you know, roles and industries, but really just pick something and stick to it and find a way that it works. Some people just like notebooks, pen and paper, write down your notes. Great. Some people, I like Trello. I use, it's Trello.com, T-R-E-L-L-O. It's free. And of course there's paid versions, but it's, that's where I make my shopping lists and I write things down and I, you know, like like you said, manifest it, say it, make your goals, write it down. I don't care what you use. But if you don't use anything or if you just kind of dabble in things and don't stick to it, it's going to make it harder to achieve your goals and be true to yourself. Yes. You have to know what you want in order to achieve it. And once you put it on paper, it starts to, for some reason, putting something down on paper puts it, makes it more real. Mm-hmm. It brings it, to, it brings it almost full circle. So I think that is key. You have to have those goals and you have to definitely work towards them. You have to put that action piece in because you can wish all day (laughs) and you could dream all day, but if you are not taking action, then yeah, like you said, then nothing's really going to happen or it's going to happen a lot slower. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like you said, you can, you can wish and wish and wish and wish. It's not going to make your dreams come true. Yep, you got to take that action piece and you got to do it scared 99.9% of the time. Oh, God. 99% of the time, you're definitely not ready. 99% of the time, you're definitely don't know what you're doing. Like you mm-hmm. said, you're amazing. You got this or you're doing great business is great. started and you're like, here's a holding room and a Facebook group. I'm mm-hmm. going to figure this out. We're going to figure mm-hmm. this out together. Oh, God, and exactly. I'm sure that wasn't like... That, wasn't done fearlessly of course you had to be a little bit fearless to just jump in and do it but you had a little fear I'm sure Mm -hmm. oh absolutely but you know here I am saying you know you're doing great and I'm an entrepreneur and like the the secret sauce is I'm not perfect and I don't know what the hell I'm doing (laughs) you know I have these philosophies and these dreams and these visions and things that I use but it's like I think I think I do better when I talk and do and I spend less time thinking and second guessing myself. Yes. I could, I could just think myself into a hole and never get out of bed if I allowed myself to. But, you know, once you once you start talking and kind of force yourself to take leaps, then it creates momentum that sometimes is harder to stop. Yes. 
Definitely. I can see that 100% because our thinking brain has a way of telling us what is going to keep us safe. It has a way of telling us things that aren't true. And so if we're always in our thinking brain, it is so easy, like you said, to get in that hole in that despair. But what you're doing and you're taking action, that thinking brain kind of takes a back seat. Yeah. Your thinking brain doesn't like change. Like that's like the epitome of safety of like at its most natural, you know, evolutionary point is to avoid change because it's uncomfortable and it's fearful. Yes. And I think when do you, I think that's key to realize too, because change is inevitable. inevitable. It's going to happen with mm-hmm. or without you. <laughs> better, better just hold on. Oh, and so, so I think definitely what you're saying is change is going to happen and it's going to be uncomfortable, but you got to be willing to just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that is 100% key. And I know that you are a a big believer on you're the people that you hang out with. Mm-hmm. So I would love for you to speak to that some more. Yeah, this this has been really huge in my personal and my professional life because um, I'm actually uh, recently divorced and it's been really, really hard. And, you know, suffice to say, it's just traumatic. It just really is. And I love and adore my ex-husband and we have three kids together. And so it's just a whole mess right now. But um, it's actually a change that I admittedly, I initiated. Um, I was just finding myself stuck. I, um, I did not break up with him because of any of either of our faults, which we definitely had. And we both screwed up and made a lot of mistakes. But um, Actually, our day-to-day was really good. We're best friends and still are, but our personalities really held each other back. I've always been a dreamer, and he's much more of like an academic, you know, worry about things right in front of you. And because I was a dreamer, he didn't pursue any of his dreams because he was doing everything to kind of, quote, take care of me. And on the flip side, I never achieved anything I wanted to because I was trying to pull him along with me into something that he never wanted to do. So just as our at our core of who we are and our values, we held each other back, even though we loved each other immensely. So because of that, the breakup and everything, I the, the change was a coming, as you said. So COVID happened, my breakup happened. I decided to quit my job and jump into the marketing automation consulting and entrepreneurship. Like literally everything happened at the same time. And what I found was that in the middle of this divorce trauma, some people were obviously very negative and upset about the whole situation. And some people were there for me, even though I, even though I screwed up and even though, you know, all of these, even those, you know, the people who really supported me no matter what. And I had to choose to emotionally invest and spend my time with the people that pushed me and made me better because otherwise my divorce and the change was all for naught. Like I I had to, I had to change so that I could pursue my dreams and be a better person. And if I allowed any negativity to stop me, then what the hell am I doing? (laughs) So, you know, I, I quickly, um, Uh, found the relationships that kept me sane, kept me healthy. That's really important. Kept me healthy, kept me level, and kept me accountable. And those are the people that I stuck to. And there were, and some of the negative people are obviously very close to me, like, you know, family members that were very upset with me. And because they were upset, they hurt me. And because of that, I had to still love them, but choose to keep the negativity at bay. And it's just, it's weird and it's hard to kind of mature out of a relationship. You know, you just realize that some people aren't going to be your friends forever. And some people you'll, you will love for the rest of your life, but you have to choose to like keep them at an arm's length because of negativity. And I just, I've I had to make a lot of personal and emotional decisions like that in a very short period of time. And it's paid off in dividends. Like this whole community and clarity philosophy that I've been spouting off, it's because of this is what helped me 
succeed in entrepreneurship in six months despite horrific trauma the first three months of the year. I mean, the 2020 has been insane. First, first three months was breakups and trauma, and six months was grow or die. Yes. You're doing it gracefully. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I have bad days. I mean, we, we, all, we all do. Um, and on my bad days, I seek help from I, – I also have a personal coach and trauma specialist. That's why I value you and your specialty so much. Um, her name's Rebecca, and she taught me this really awesome trauma coping skill where if you're just like having a really bad day, which I have, you know, she she said, you know, step outside of it. Pretend that you are a doctor with a white coat and a clipboard, and you're taking notes and acknowledging everything and just, you know, exp- you know, observing, you observe the trauma. So, you know, sometimes I have days where I lie on the floor and I cry for hours thinking, what the hell did I do to myself? <laughs> what, what am I doing? And because I'm racked with guilt and, you know, anxiety from the trauma. So if I pretend I'm standing there with the clipboard, like, wow, she's really sad. Why? Okay, that's really valid. And allow yourself to feel those things instead of ignoring it and letting it bubble up and come up, come out at really inappropriate times. Like, you know, I've accidentally yelled at my kids pretty bad because I was having a bad day. And I just, it's, I'm better. I'm a better parent, I'm a better business owner. I'm a better person for even when I'm just alone. If I can take the time to know what my pain is and acknowledge it and accept it and move on from it in healthier, better ways. So I'm not hurting other people and myself anymore. You nailed it. You have to step outside of your trauma, outside of your bad day in order to see it for what it is. Because when you're in the thick of it like that and you're in that much pain, there's you're just in it. You're in it. So mm-hmm. taking that white coat approach and stepping out and being the observer is a brilliant philosophy and it's a brilliant way to go about dealing with that trauma, dealing with that sadness from a point of view of empathy, compassion, and also observing and just being curious about why this is going on. Oh, curiosity is huge. I love that you said that. Yes, it really is, especially when you're dealing with that. And I also appreciate that you said that you have bad days because we're human. (laughs) We have bad days. And I love that you're saying like, I'm doing this, but I have days where I don't have it all together. And I believe that is 100% okay. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you for sharing that with us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I say you're doing great and it's authentic to me because, you know, for anyone who's familiar with the five love languages, like it's very clear that words of affirmation are my love language. And not only does, do I like when people, when I talk to people and I get validated personally, I get an extraordinary amount of pleasure and happiness from giving other people words of affirmation. I mean, I have a whole business after it because I love to cheer people on and and watch them grow and tell them that they're doing a good job. So I, I really like to to tell people that they're doing great. And I think, you know, obviously you can empathize with me. Being a really sensitive person has its downfalls because it, if there's negativity or bad days, I tend to, I'm such an empathetic person that I am I absorb um, negativity because I, f- I feel for some inappropriate reason, I feel um, responsible for other people to be okay. You know, for people who have suffered childhood trauma, a lot of uh, people like us become buffers. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll make everything okay, everybody. Okay. Yes. All right. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to joke now. All right. You're doing great. <laughs> yes, exactly. And- for the longest time, my skill was I'm just going to make every, like you said, make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter if I was happy. It didn't matter if I was taking care of myself, but I was going to make sure everybody around me was happy. Mm-hmm. That was my way of coping with trauma. So I believe that we all have, yeah, like you said, our way of dealing and coping. And that is something I've been working on and it has changed my life to be able to be like, you know what? It's okay to put myself first it's okay to love myself mm-hmm. and put myself first and put my mask on first and then help the next person and help the next person. And so the new way of looking at things is I, if my cup is overflowing, I have so much more to give. 
if my mm-hmm. cup is empty, there is nothing for me to give anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I love that you were talking about that. Being sensitive and being empathetic is a beautiful, beautiful thing to have and a beautiful person to be. But we also have to remember that we matter too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's a really funny, like, personal example of that. I was just visiting my sisters, um, whom I love. I'm very close with them. We've we've been through a lot together, and we just love each other till the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, my one of my sisters, I was like, hey, say you're doing great. She's like, I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. <laughs> I was trying to get a video of her saying you're doing great so I could post it on social media, and she kept saying, you're doing fine. And she cracked me up. So like we were discussing that later on and she was talking about how, you know, I was telling her about my businesses and stuff and how excited I am. And she was kind of blase about it. And so, you know, we're honest with each other. So I just told her, I was like, hey, how come, how come you're not excited about this? I mean, you're, you know, what's going on? And she was like, she was like, Jade, I, you liked your last job too. And I don't care what your job is. I'm always going to love you. And you can have good days and bad days with it. I'm always going to love you. And for some reason, that, that I told her, I was like, oh, I understand. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for explaining. And I, I meant it. But I was kind of in a funk for a couple days where I started to – I was trying so hard to wear her shoes that I I was kind of shifting my mindset, and it, it wasn't me. It I couldn't wear it, so to speak. Yes. And I snapped out of it when I realized that, oh, the fact that I say you're doing great, it's okay that she doesn't say it. But the fact that I get excited and and love and celebrate people, that's my superpower. That's who I am. That's actually okay. And I snapped out of it. I felt so much better. It was, it was it's weird. Absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful. It's what lights you up. Mm-hmm. And what lights everybody up is going to be different. And for her, it was so easy to say, you're doing fine. Yeah. And for you, <laughs> and for you it's like, no, say you're doing great and mean it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so valuable coming out of your mouth. That's why it's so valuable that you have started this community of you're doing great because it's authentic to you. It's you. Mm-hmm. She would not be happy in my membership. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, like we were saying, I I think when you have your your voice and you speak well to yourself and your mission, you're gonna repel people that don't fit, and that's a good thing. Like she yes. she would she would probably join my membership because of something interesting she saw, and then cancel a month later. And then you know anyone who's an entrepreneur with a membership will go, oh, God, someone canceled. What's wrong with me? I'm the worst. And you go down that spiral. So it's like, I think the the people who are with me are are in it to win it and and are just they're there for the right reason so we're yes. we're we're a good little family <laughs> yes i love that you said like i you repel people that don't fit and you mm-hmm. bring and attract the people that do fit i think that's a good way to even look at life yeah like lately i've been saying in my life like i am an attractor for all that is good and positive and happy and is going to uplift me. And I just want to let go of the people that are negative trying to bring me down. And I think that's just this philosophy for life, for business, for all of it. Like attract the people that treat you right and repel the people that just aren't your people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will totally. make life a whole lot easier. Right. It just makes for better days, even on hard days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, can, you just got to find your right people. Otherwise, mm-hmm. no one's happy. Yes, exactly. You can, yeah, that's exactly it. And so with it being October, is there anything you celebrate? Yes, I am a huge fan of Dia de los Muertos, otherwise known as the Day of the Dead. Um, I love, I, uh, I'm i half Mexican, so obviously I, I love and adore all things of the Mexican culture, the holidays, the artwork, the music, it all fascinates me, even though I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> so I am not near the border, <laughs> but um, I do love and celebrate and appreciate it. Um, I think what's really beautiful about it is, you know, the the whole theory behind, not theory, but the whole point of the holiday is that uh, it's kind of rooted in Catholicism, where it's one day where the spirits actually leave the land of the dead and they come and visit 
and everyone and you can spend time and, and give gifts and celebrate people that you've lost. And and although I'm admittedly not Catholic, <laughs> um, there's so many things about the holiday that are just kind of wrapped up in the culture and the music and the food and the community that I really like to celebrate. I think um, sugar skull artwork and sugar skulls are, are beautiful. And although I'm not religious, I think it would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I'm not spiritual. I'm quite spiritual. And um, I think it's a beautiful thing to not be sad about the people that have passed, but to honor and remember them and respect them. I think um, that much I can celebrate hand in hand with Catholics and, and other, uh, other religious people. Um, it's such a beautiful holiday. Uh, my sister that I was just talking about, she's actually the director at a, at a multicultural center in a, in a highly populated Mexican immigrant populated city. So they, you know, they go all out. I actually went to go visit and go to the celebration last year, pre COVID. <laughs> and it was amazing. The food and the graves and the altars where people were celebrating and, and remembering their lost loved ones. There was a mariachi band. Did I say the food? Can I say the food again? Because the food was so good. Um, the colors and the artwork, everything was just off the walls gorgeous. I had so much fun. Oh, so beautiful. I love the idea of celebrating uh, the people that have passed and moved on. When I was in um, Bali, Indonesia, one of my favorite things was the way that people celebrated the people that had passed on. It was like a full-on parade. Streets were shut down. People were wearing bright, colorful outfits. Wow. There was music. There was dancing. And it was just a celebration. And for me, growing up here in the States since I was five years old, I don't see, I've never seen it like that. Like, that way i've always just seen people <laughs> wore black cry our eyes out and it's a very sad thing and i don't i'm not saying that death is not sad obviously mm -hmm. it's sad but i love the idea of this celebration of mm -hmm. the people that have passed on and knowing mm -hmm. that they're not gone forever it sounds like the day of the dead kind of is a celebration of they're still with you mm -hmm. oh absolutely it's a uh, the one day of the year where you're specifically meant to be together and, you know, for people that are religious or, you know, whatever your beliefs are, I think that's a beautiful thing they, to give you comfort in, in honoring those people. Man, I would love to. Now I'm going to Google image Bali funeral. Yes, you have to. Ah, that's a great idea. Because it is. It was so beautiful because it was like loud drums. And I was asking people, what is going on? Like, it was such a happy celebration. And like, it was just so much music. And yeah, it was a celebration of people moving on because they're not forever gone in their eyes and I just thought that was such a beautiful way a beautiful way to honor the dead mm -hmm. so we'll shift a little bit and talk about travel <laughs> and because we are on the back roads podcast so what has been your favorite I know that's the hardest question to ask I don't even know why I'm asking you this but what has been your favorite <laughs> place that you visit visited oh um, my favorite place I visited was India. I had the pleasure of being contracted as a cheerleader to cheer for the India Premier League Cricket Tournament. Um, it's a big T20 tournament that's like a, kind of in an all-star format. So even though it's based in India and there's teams that represent Indian cities, um, they hire uh, and recruit um, and draft cricket players from all over the world. So there was the, the team was full of players from everywhere, from England to New Zealand, and of course, India and Africa and all over the place. Um, but so they all got together, and I got contracted to go, and I, I cheered for the Bangalore Royal Challengers. <laughs> and that was such a fun experience. But I, I think, and this is true for a lot of countries, but my the most outstanding thing about India, in addition to like you know everything else, the beauty and the food and the culture and the architecture, but more than anything, I mean, every single person you met would have given you the shirt off their back. I've never been around so many stinking nice people. I can't get over how nice everyone was. It was just such a phenomenal experience. But the people and like how culturally taught they are to just be kind and respectful and, and giving 
despite, you know, obviously the tremendous poverty in a lot of areas. I mean, even someone who didn't have a shirt would say, do you want my only shoe? I mean, they were just so nice. It was overwhelming. I loved it. Yes, I can agree with that. There's something about that part of the world. They are just so eager to give and they're so grateful for the little that they do have. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing that I definitely learned myself through traveling through the East um, East Asia was people are just so amazing. They inspire me to be more giving, to be mm-hmm. more grateful, to live life a little bit more fuller. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Oh, absolutely. I haven't been to India, but it is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> for, I think everywhere is on my list at this point, but. i just want to travel the world Mm -hmm. um so yeah is there anything else on your mind that you want to share with the backroads community yeah i want to emphasize what you were saying about gratitude that's huge because what's the point of having community and clarity and people close to you that you value if you don't like put your head down on your pillow every night and say thank goodness for this pillow, for these people, for this day. You know, I'm one of those, (laughs) I got a, I got a, a joking compliment yesterday because I was on the phone and I was like, hold on, stop what you're saying. I got to tell you the moon right now is so beautiful. And he, (laughs) he was like, you know, even though I don't stop and appreciate sunrises and sunsets and moons and clouds, I love that you do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's the simple stuff. In fact, um, throughout, you know, like I said, it's been a, an incredible, an incredibly crazy, you know, 2020 for me specifically. And um, on what I remember, on one of my bad days, I walked up to my refrigerator whiteboard and I still have it on there. I'm looking at it right now. It says... I am grateful for, and I, I, I update it and I change it all the time, but I wrote that when I was feeling down and it helped me pull myself out. I wrote, you know, having necessities, healthy kids. Uh, I just had a nephew that was born. So I wrote that he was born healthy and I listed off, you know, a bunch of people by name that I update all the time. Tribe is on there actually, Josie. So technically you're, you're on my list. Um, that's the conference where we met. Um, where I was pushed into further entrepreneurship with a with a fire of fellow entrepreneurs, so that was amazing. So that's on my on my whiteboard, and I walk by it every day, and I look at it every day, and I go, you know what? I I really am so grateful. I mean, I I could complain till kingdom come. I've I've never lived alone in my entire life. My I just divorced the man I've been with since I was 19 years old. <laughs> so I've never I've never had to mow my lawn before. I've never lived alone before. And if I wanted to, I could wallow in self-pity all day and all day and night, but ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. <laughs> and I love that you said gratitude because it shifts everything. Mm-hmm. It makes the worst days just a little bit brighter. It makes you go from hopelessness to hope when you start thinking gratitude. Right. And so I love that you were saying on your one of your hard days, that is what you wrote. Still, I, I take deep breaths when I think about it. It's like, you know, take take yourself out of the crazy moment and acknowledge the the good circumstance that I was able to eat food today. So that's pretty awesome. Yes, that's pretty awesome. Just those small wins. And sometimes that's all you need is just small wins to build on it. And it just makes life just feel a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So 2020 has been hard for a lot of us and you in particular have had a rough 2020. What would you say has been one of the things other than gratitude, because gratitude is huge, that has helped you overcome and be in the position that you are now? Great question. (laughs) Um, Hands down, it's been the community of those people around me. You know, I was saying that you're the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and I had to shift you know every every single text I sent, every phone call I made, every FaceTime video or Zoom video chat that I had, every client conversation I had and tried to 
spend more time on the people that lifted me up. And I, I would not have, I know I, I, I believe in myself and I know that I have it in me. And I think I always have. And I'm super proud of what I've been able to do for myself. But I can tell you for a fact that I would not have not been able to do it if not for people like you or people like all the other entrepreneurs at Tribe who cheered me on and realized that I can make a career out of cheering other people on, if not for the people that stood by my side, no matter, you know, no matter who I'm married to or who I'm not married to and who lift me up and who believe in me, but also don't let me um, go back to my bad habits that made me so unhappy in the first place. Her story is so inspiring. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Oh, are you kidding? This is such an honor. I love your show. I love your website. I love your mission. I love what you do. This has been so fun. Oh, Jade, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Back Rose Podcast. To learn more about your host, Josie Arella Sweetman, join her on Instagram at Josie Aurelis for daily inspiration, or come be a part of the conversation of empowerment and positivity on the Backroads Coaching Facebook group. If this podcast resonates and inspired you, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and share this with a friend. Here's the Backroads theme song by Mike Kramer. I hope you have a beautiful week, friends. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. All my life I've been walking on the paved roads Staying in the sun and away from the shadows Living between the lines, following the path Everybody said was the only one to travel Keeping home in sight, afraid I otherwise might Get lost, go to pieces, and totally unravel Working hard Quite a heart that's aching to be free And is always crying out to me Saying, let's take the back road Let's see how things go Let's walk with the tin man The lion and the scarecrow Let's leave the city and move to the village All it takes is a little bit of faith and courage Let's take the back road